0: toasting up your thighs with your with your little lap yeah warmer. it's
1: kind of nice my cat likes it a lot more uh, <laughs> oh, forest <yeah. laughs> is forest is all over it dude he is like he wants to lay on this thing and I've, I've gotten to the point where i started covering it with something because he's not scratching it but like you know he's just got gooey little paws and stuff sometimes and like he Those leaves like little pawsies. smudgies all over the you know all over the nice clean little, um, little nose boops um, on the screen yeah exactly so i'm like bro you know like let's you know and let's not get the cat hair like in the mainframe and you know in the uh, motherboard <laughs> and all that stuff so cat uh cat <laughs> hair in the mainframe. I just <laughs> had yeah. I had to say mainframe. I don't know. Yeah, I just- he did. Well what's up buddy? It's dude. Is this episode sixty? This is
0: episode 60 wow. of GearBuds Podcast coming at you. We are cranking Not along. live. We're cranking along. This It's Sunday. We were trying to do it on Saturday and I had some poo-poo computer issues so we punted to today and hopefully, right. uh, hopefully things just don't die while we're recording. I'm... You know a little nervous about that but it I think seems like it's okay. going so far all right already and and maybe by next episode we'll see i might uh might have another computer might not we'll see i don't yeah. know hopefully yeah. hopefully i do
1: if my uh if my audio file sounds any different um it's because i'm using logic now uh i was using GarageBand for a long time and um i have to say man uh people were telling me you know logic is very similar to GarageBand. no it's like exactly the same like is if you're oh, yeah. used to GarageBand, it is it's awesome, dude, and I have to say, for two hundred bucks, I mean, you can't beat it, you know, because you can export to the higher, you know, the higher uh, file sizes and all that stuff, and and there's a lot more options, obviously, than GarageBand, but um, if if you know, oh, just it's a, it's a pro piece of software, man. For anyone it's out got, there, it's though, it's got all the shit. For anyone out there who's you know thinking about you know making the switch, I know a lot of people use GarageBand, um, or if you're doing like a quick, you know, if you need a a, a cheaper uh thing to use. I mean it's it's great, man. I have not been disappointed whatsoever. I think the sound well, quality I'm proud is, of you, man. Just, is just better. Yeah, I made the leap, you know. I figured after five years of using GarageBand, I was like, all right, maybe I can uh do a little two hundred dollar upgrade here, which is which yeah, is dude. really cheap, actually. I mean, considering like what is Pro Tools like a thousand bucks or something crazy? So. I don't
0: even honestly, I don't even know anymore. Uh, yeah. They've got so many different weird licenses, and I haven't used Pro Tools regularly in yeah. years. So who the fuck knows. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, welcome to the welcome to the, the big leagues. Yeah, um, thanks, buddy. I can't wait to hear how it, or if the recording <laughs> sounds any different. Yeah. Although I can't. How many? How many of these? Uh, how many these remote episodes have we even
1: done now? Boy, uh, it feels like feels like five or six right at, at least, least right? right yeah it's got
0: i think it's got to be more than
1: that well this yeah point too. how many just weeks crazy. have we been under the under the it's quarantine and it's been <laughs> since like march so yeah, yeah middle of it'll march. be
0: interesting to go back and give a listen and see if uh, your vo- your vox sound a little silkier and well that either.
1: is that is the thing because i was using you know before i kind of had like a i guess you'd call it a template i was just saving over old versions you know basically and like using the same um you know all the same settings and everything so this is a yeah. brand new setting uh i think it's clean i I checked it you know it doesn't have any effects or anything crazy like you're You're not auto-tuned right now If you got it dude if i was auto-tuned with like some extra delay kicking i think that'd be really cool sounding
0: i would i'd be into it i've been (laughs) tempted to do that a number of times just for funsies on the show but then i'm like yeah it takes too much work i'm just like
1: just like punch it in real quick or something just a little
0: punchy punch all right man well fuck it let's uh let's uh, let's let's dive into episode 60 get in the old symphony of corrections here uh it's uh your your weekly reminder that cables are tone tubes Thank you to all of our listeners, far and wide, new and old. Follow us, Instagram, Facebook, subscribe, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Google, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I've been a little lazy with updating the old GearBudsPodcast.com slash free-stuff, but I will I, I will get to that because there are a couple things that you know we've talked about. Obviously, you could just search them yourself. I've been trying to make it easy for you. Uh, there's a new one that I checked out this week. It's by a company called Kalum Audio. It's a plugin uh, called Tape Cassette Two, which, as you might uh, as you might imagine, based on the naming, it's a free VST or AU plugin that basically allows you to create effects that sound like you're listening to an old tape, oh cool, or, or a new tape. So nice. it's yeah, it's it's basically like so f- uh, when I when I work on band recordings and, and music recordings and stuff, I'm almost always using an Ampex tape machine uh, plug-in on mm-hmm, there because sure. it adds this sort of, like, warm gooiness uh, thing that people like about real yeah. tape machines. Tape and, tones, I, and I yeah. guess... That this um, will sort of do something similar, except a little more focused on the cassette thing, uh, and, and and also so you can you can make it, do use it subtly, and I've experimented a little with it. You can you can do it subtly, and it'll do just sort of that a little bit of I don't know. It just kind of sounds like a cassette tape, but you can also push it really far and make it sound super weird and fucked up, oh, like, like, like warbly, warbly and like an old boards of canada recording recording cool. or something like that it's super cool it's free it's called tape cassette 2 by kalem audio i'll put that link up there on the That's old awesome, dot podcast.com and uh yeah you should check it out and now that you're using now that you're using logic you can download all the plugins and fucking use them in there bro
1: i'm i'm going to uh I'm i abso- know you're going absolutely to. going to do all take full advantage of this um fill that it-
0: new machine up all the way with all the all the, hard, all the software your uh, your little computer you can handle isn't it
1: funny like aside from you know going like, you know, really far with a plugin like that, that you, that people actually want to recreate like tape, like cassette tape sound. Cause we used to bitch, I mean, when we were kids and listen to cassette tapes, it was like, oh, this is terrible. And then, you know, obviously CDs came out or, you know, you could compare the two and you were like, oh, this is crystal clear compared to, compared to a cassette tape. But now people want to go back to that kind of analog warm kind of tone. I think it's, yeah. Oh,
0: totally. I don't, I don't think I would ever use it you know uh, to, to make like, it
1: sound like a tape to
0: make it sound just like a tape i think i would use it as an effect same here you know yeah, to like yeah. do that sort of seasick warbly kind mm-hmm. of wow and flutter tape thing that's known for it's pretty cool and it's and it sounds it sounds interesting uh you know i like anything else i'm sure you could overuse and abuse it but i i just think it's pretty cool and it's free as shit so why not download it and give it a try
1: oh fuck yeah man i love that fuck well yeah, man. Uh, i'm definitely gonna check that one out and i'm gonna check turn, it out
0: turn my phone on to silent
1: mode because it's going off here
0: it's going oh sweet out. You know what, uh, you know what I'm going to do? What's that? I'm going to I'm gonna kick it over to you for my favorite segment every week, Dave's Docs. <laughs> I like how that's become
1: like a soundboard almost. You I know? know.
0: You know what that's called? You know what I found out, though? That's called when you have like a radio thing and you press a button and it yeah. does like a little theme. That's called a Stinger.
1: Oh, well, that's awesome. Shout out to yeah. uh, our good friend, Stinger. Shout out to Stinger, stinger. Stingray. <laughs> He's probably uh, listening.
0: Yeah, so uh, you know that I, I don't know. I mean, I'm guessing just because like podcasting has sort of just pulled all the tropes from radio um, that podcasters call it that too. But I, I I learned that term via uh, some some radio reading. So Ooh, yeah. I love it.
1: Stinger, awesome, check it out, man. man. Well, what do you got for Dave's doc? So yeah, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it a little bit. I'm gonna take a little left turn today. Um and, I, and I've been thinking a little bit. I wanted to expand. Don't hurt yourself. I know. I almost did. I almost overextended. <laughs> Um, I wanted to expand the Dave's Docs library, and I was thinking about it, and I think it's time to take Dave's Docs into also including live performance concerts,
0: like wow. um,
1: you know, like uh, and, and good ones, by the way, not just you know, not just like a single song or anything, but like full out concerts that kind of change the way we look at things. Because whenever I look up, you know, top rock documentaries, this one always comes up, but it's not a documentary. Can I-
0: can i guess can I, can I can i have two guesses what it yeah what it could theoretically if you be?
1: if you guess it dude it's gonna be awesome but i you, uh, you could it's possible
0: okay i'm just gonna give myself two i mean obviously we could sit here all day i could just name a bunch but i'm gonna i'm gonna guess two uh talking heads stop making sense bro is that it yeah
1: dude no fucking <laughs> way <laughs> And by the way, I did not type this for anyone who's listening. I it's did not, not in the outline. It's not in the outline because um, I like to save that for the surprise, oh, you know. Dude, so oh, yeah, man. dude, I watched "Stop Making Sense." I've Let's actually, talk about I've it. I actually watched it twice now because um, it's no that. Shit. It, well, I watched it last week and I was like, I was doing some work and I was like, oh, I'll just put it on in the background. It's it's free on Amazon Prime right now. Um, so I put it on in the background and I was just like, this is so fucking good. And then all week I've been thinking about it and I was like. Maybe I'll do a Dave's doc on that because it's not really a documentary. If if anyone's ever seen it, it's just a live performance, but it's one of the most unique kind of um, just amazing performances. It's kind of a no frills. They're on like a soundstage. There's obviously a crowd, but they're they're on a soundstage. It's very like you've got the um, you got the guys like setting up gear like while they're playing. And and if anyone's ever seen it, you know, it starts with David Byrne coming out in the beginning, you know, by himself playing with the 808, you know, doing Psycho Killer with the 808 and it's just like it's just him and a lick it is acoustic I, I mean i just love it man that's um, one
0: of my favorite things about it is how it does
1: it gradually
0: build throughout oh the entire thing. It starts, like you said, just with David Byrne and yeah. a drum machine, and then and then people come out, and then Dude. you know all of a sudden there's Robert Fripp on stage, and, yep. or I'm not not Robert Fripp, I'm sorry, Adrian Blue, other former King Crimson guitarist, and uh,
1: uh, Tina yeah, Weymouth, man. of course, is like one of, yep. one of my favorite bass players of all time. She is just absolutely incredible. Um, it did, and and actually gear wise, man, I have to say there's some great gear in that movie. It's um he's playing a, like a sixty two strap like when he first comes out yeah um, so you know there's there's some there's some vintage going on is it it's a rosewood one right? Yeah, he's got it's a yeah, sunburst yeah. with the white pickguard, guard, rosewood 62, uh, 61 or 62. You can see the clay dots. It's all beat up. It's so cool. And this is, by the way, this is 1984. This is, you know, when people like didn't give that much of a shit about. Oh, know, no, those year. weren't even cool.
0: I, did the, Had they even reissued the 62 at yeah, that point? Yeah. Yet? Or, 80, or was, it,
1: was it 82? 82, 81, 82, I think is when they started the Fullerton yeah. reissues. But yeah, he's definitely playing like a real old one. You can see the lacquer and you can see that it's all beat up. Um, just fucking awesome awesome gear and you know the way it builds like you said obviously you know everybody knows the famous the fat suit at the end he's got like the giant suit on the, that big suit man which is just it's just so iconic man um so i have to say yeah i chose that for uh today's dave's doc man oh, i'm but, so glad you did
0: that i mean i think you know this already that when and i'm sure i've fucking told this on the show like 50 times mm-hmm. but when i was when i was a, just a very young boy of the age of four i was given three compact discs uh, by my dad and uncle and one of them was talking had stopped making sense and, oh wow and from that day I mean that's just like you know it's just one of my favorite pieces of of music yeah. for for all time and
1: you don't you don't realize I mean you do but like nobody really like every single song is a banger like every single song is a hit man it's like it's like 15 or 16 songs and it's just you you can sing along with every single freaking song it's so good man um Yeah. I would say if if people out there haven't seen it, I saw it once in college. Um, I had an old uh, singer of mine who was a roommate and he like put it on one time. You know, we had a little tiny TV, like a little 12 inch TV, like sitting in the corner and we watched it and he's like one like mono speaker. Yeah. Like it was like it was like a VHS. It It was one of those like VHS um, that, you know, is built into the TV. You know, you just put it in and uh, yeah, dude. And we watched that and I was like, it already was like, this is so cool. I've never seen this before. And then the last time I watched it again was last week. So it's been a long time since I saw it. Um, And I have to say, man, it's just it's it's fabulous i i i don't i don't know what other word to use but fabulous man it's just it's absolutely perfect um it's, it's classic and i and i and i would say that this
0: perfectly fits into, into dave's docs because it is a document of yes. of an experience with music it's not like you know it isn't yeah behind the scenes like hell did they make this record right. or whatever but it's still it is still a documented live show and they released
1: of it a, t- a moment in time they released it as a feature film actually it was released yeah. in oh, theaters which is kind of cool it in the theater, actually did you really
0: yeah, they uh, maybe I don't remember when I, think, I, I have terrible timing, but I like maybe like four or five years ago, they released it into a couple theaters in Chicago. And I went and saw it at the whatever, like the AMC on Western. Yeah. Uh, so I got to see it that way.
1: That's awesome, man. Yeah, it's um, yeah, they filmed it in 84. And I want to say they did some re-release in like 99 or something. And that might be the version that's uploaded there is some controversy about like oh this isn't the original and like they overdub stuff or something oh, no i don't kidding. know yeah i don't know I, I was reading some comments in amazon and you know people are just dumb too and like say stupid shit but like um anyways it's it's so good it's worth watching um dude that just reminded me it. of something that i actually we're
0: going to talk about later in the show but mm-hmm. we'll get to it in a second before we do though i've got to ask uh what's your arbitrary rating
1: oh um dude five out of five giant suits i mean i don't dude back to back perfect scores yeah, yeah perfect scores holy back-to-back, shit unprecedented i know I, i've just it's i've been on fire lately with these dave docs man have um just picking the right ones and uh hopefully we'll keep it going you know maybe we'll maybe we'll get a snoozer for next week who knows
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, i can i'm sure i can recommend a few snoozers for you to check out yeah i'd love it uh, but dude so this reminds me uh-huh. i uh did you see did you see the uh that the flaming lips just did a live performance this week no way yeah. So uh, I th- it was on Colbert. They did, uh, you know, it was like uh, everyone's still obviously remote and quarantined or, yeah. or whatever. But the Lips did the show. And I don't know exactly how it totally worked because I haven't been able to find much detail about it yet other than watching the performance. But so basically, I, I would imagine in Oklahoma City where they're from, they had this stage set up outdoors. And, you know, Wayne Coyne of the Flaming Lips is yep. famous for walking around in the crowd with it in his giant bubble. Oh right! Like yeah, <laughs> they each band member was in their own bubble. Oh, and. Okay each crowd member was in their own bubble. no way yeah dude i gotta see this man that yeah so, so cool. you know I, it, it's first of all like the logistics of setting up and inflating and having all those bubbles is fucking crazy so i couldn't tell how many people were there it didn't look like a big crowd it was right. maybe i would i would guess literally maybe like 30 people you or could just count like that. Count, count the bubbles that's all you Right, have to and do. and the way that they sort of shot it and angled it it, it did it did sort of obfuscate the the full scope of everything going on right. but dude i mean like how fucking cool would that be to just like experience a lip show like that and, and all those dudes in in the bubbles granted you know here's of course my super nerdy gear bud mind yeah i was thinking like well First of all, my first thought was like, well, how do they actually do that with all the wires and everything? And like some of them did have I did notice that there were like wireless units on the guitar uh, or but like still the like vocal microphones had actual cables running out of them. So I don't really totally know how that all works. And then beyond that, I also don't know how you'd actually hear inside those bubbles. Like it
1: probably sounds like shit. It's got to be plastic sheeting, full in-ear monitors and full wireless systems for everybody. Right. right? I mean, there's everybody, even the drummers in a bubble. Yeah, the, actually,
0: it's two drummers in a big bubble. Wow! It's oh, two that's kind of cool. Together. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. And the, you know, there's they've got masks and stuff yeah, on, yeah. so like no, all, whatever. Yeah, uh, it's all. Quarantine it seems. Friendly. It seems like I'm sure they did it as friendly a way as possible, and and it, and it was a cool spectacle. The reason I actually thought of it is when you said the um the overdub thing, because yeah. as I was listening to it, I don't believe that it was an actual real live performance. Yeah, like, I mean that's it's, fair. It sound first of all like. You know how hard it is to make drums sound good in like a yep. real room. Yep. Can you imagine micing in a two drum kits inside a fucking in, plastic inside bubble? of a giant piece
1: of plastic? I mean, yeah. And no, then like there, broadcast no, it live. Well, and that's that's why we have this podcast. I think is to is to discuss these logistical, you know, uh, yeah. actualities. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, yeah, it's got that the, the like a symbol alone would just bounce back and forth through plastic. I would assume. I mean, there's exactly. no way that you could make that sound good. I'm gonna have to do some research. I'm gonna see if we can if we can get to the bottom of this
0: and learn what was actually going on there. Because and the other thing, and and I will say that and watching, because you know, I mean, they played "Race for the Prize," which is just like one of my favorite songs of all time, Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I know it intimately well. I've I've learned it myself. I've heard it a thousand times. And watching Wayne Coyne sing it. It didn't look like it was totally, like, completely Synced 100% up. syncing up. Yeah. yeah, So I think there might have been some sort of tomfoolery going on with that, which is fine. I mean, I just it was it was exciting to see a, any kind of sort of live show happen.
1: You it's know? well, and it's cool. I, you know, it's one of those things where they probably performed it all live. And then they were like, OK, we can go back and like kind of fix a lot of this, you know. I would have to think
0: so or maybe they even just sort of played along to a previous okay. cuz I mean they they have live versions of that song out yeah. there a bunch of them. So I don't know exactly how it all worked, but it was still I think ultimately amazing and hilarious to see, yeah. you know, what what is normally just one dude walking around in a bubble and now to see like the whole band yeah. and the crowd all in these bubbles. It was I just love it, I don't right. know, especially as a Lips fan, it was just it was just pretty. Neat. Well,
1: that's the thing. It's it's so fitting for that band. Like you couldn't just take any band and have like Coldplay couldn't come out and like do something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it was, but to have those guys—I mean, those guys are a little they bit. T- yeah, right. sure. I'm in my bubble. Yeah. <laughs> but um, for those guys, a oh, it's, good it's old perfect, Diet man. Radiohead. I love them. Um actually Fuck I don't, yeah, man. I don't care too much about cold Yeah, I don't really but, uh, give a shit. Hope they're doing okay. But yeah, uh that's great man. Well, I want to turn it back over to you cuz I think you got something good for us for the uh, old riff library today, right? Oh, do I? I've got something. Yeah. So I'm uh I'm I'm
0: digging back. I went back to uh, you know records that I actually own physically and that cool. are things that I can put on the old turntable. And I've been trying to go through just, you know, albums that have been f- I would say formative for me, foundational to my taste, and things that are just frankly my favorites. So this week, we're going with, you know, and I and I say this knowing full well that it's not um, it's not a small statement to make, but I think. I can I can say that they are my favorite Chicago band of all time. Okay, and that is Shellac, One Thousand Hertz. Oh yeah, man. Uh, which uh, you know I've got I've got the full discography. I love all their records. I will say that this is definitely my favorite Shellac album. And if and if you are not familiar with their music, it could be there are some songs on here that could be a good sort of entry point for you. Uh, came out in two thousand. I don't know, like July or something like that. I, I can't say that I was quite hip enough uh, as like a sophomore in high school to have gotten it at that time, but you know, a few years later, um, the there are a couple cool things about it just physically. So you know, shellac is well known, and and I think Steve Albini in general, uh, for those who don't know, Steve Albini is a singer, writer, guitar player in this band, and he is well known for not doing any computer-based recording everything he does is to tape analog yep. all that shit That's and so cool. yeah. uh the the physical version of this which is one of the only albums that um so like you know as a vinyl collector i bought cds for years long before i got into vinyl so there are a number of records that i had on cd that i've since gone and purchased on vinyl this is the only album that i can think of that i bought on vinyl first and then went back and bought on cd later mm-hmm. And that is because of the packaging. It actually comes in what is modeled to look like an Ampeg ampex tape box oh cool like that your like reel-to-reel tape would come yeah, in and right. the and so you know it's full vinyl size the cd also is the same type of uh, packaging but it's just small cd small size yeah. so i just i, I wanted it so now i've great. got i've got both of those beautiful uh, it's their third lp it even starts like the way that the the album it's called 1000 hertz which is a, a pun it's 1000 hertz h-u-r-t-s instead of h-e-r-t-z nice. 1000 hertz being uh sort of like a, a Uh, uh, a frequency used for tape calibration in your tape machine so it's like a pun uh, on that which is you know appreciated by me Me too. Um, this is it's a very aggressive record uh everything the mix and and recording of it is super clear and punchy it sounds fucking amazing uh and they're a three-piece band so there's a lot of and it's almost sort of like documentary style recording where you know it's it is it's not like there's like a bunch of guitars going on even though there's three people it is very much guitar bass drums vocals happening you know right um but thematically it's it's i would say it's pretty sort of um apropos for things in the world right now. It's all about this sort of like expunging evil and hate. Sure. Uh, There's a lot of repetition that happens in their music, so it's a lot of sort of like revolving, repeating riffs that are super gnarly and and kind of bite your head off. But um, it, it, it almost... There's almost sort of like a trance element to that, although it doesn't sound anything like trance music. Right. It, it kind of lulls you into that sort of feeling. Um, I've talked about it on, on the show before, but I would say if you if you did check out that Slint record, Spiderland, that I mentioned, mm-hmm. um, it could be a good sort of transition into this album for you very sort of um similarly uh, similar tonally and that makes sense since Steve Albini recorded that other record. Yeah. Um here's something that I, I feel like you might be interested in and I've seen this happen um this referenced a number of times uh and on the old interwebs, but people have called so it's Steve Albini, Bob Weston on bass, Todd Trainer on drums. Uh people have referred to them as the best rhythm section in the world. Wow. And That's and quite a statement. and and right, and so there's nothing extraordinarily flashy or like you know, slap and poppy or any of that kind of stuff. But right. it is just like Tight. a fucking locomotive train coming at you, and and never it, you got to get off them dang tracks. No shit, man. Um, it's you got you got to listen to it. I got to um, hear it, man. I, I, can, I can honestly say I've never heard this record, so I've got to go check this out. One last thing, a couple last things to mention. My favorite song uh, called "Watch Song," which I think is probably. I don't know what their sort of relative popularity is. Like, they're not the kind of band that's ever had, like, a song on the radio or something right. like that. Sure. Um, but what I think when i think of them the first song that i tend to think of is called watch song and interestingly you know normally like a band makes a record and they put like what's going to be like the single or the hit at least if not the first track maybe the second track like somewhere on the top of the first side it's the last song on the album oh, like, yeah for sure the most sort of like accessible yeah uh, riffy song is the last one um, which is which is kind of awesome it's funny uh, when bands do that yeah i love it, it and uh and i'll and i'll close with this that you know i i think you and our listeners know i'm not a lyrics dude but there is one there is one uh there is one line that popped out at me as i was listening this morning Mm -hmm. and and steve proclaims this isn't some kind of metaphor goddamn this is real and i feel like that is the perfect (laughs) encapsulation for the record like it is just real and fucking blunt and in your face and will rip your head off and it's just got some sick ass riffs and i think in like I don't even know. Maybe a month or so is going to be the twentieth anniversary. So maybe okay. we can uh, maybe we can get some sort of uh, anniversary edition out of them, or maybe they'll do some sort of like you know play the full record reunion show. Yeah, or dude. Well, not even a reunion show. They're still a band, but um, right, just like one play of those the things full. that bands do.
1: I, I love when bands tour with like just a record. They're like, all right, we're yeah. just, and they'll they'll obviously throw some more songs in maybe at the end or something like that, you know. But. I think it's so cool to hear a record live from beginning to end, as if you've heard it, you know, growing up your whole life. I, I just, I love that kind of shit. Yeah, man, I've seen, I've seen that a few times, and I, and I've always been
0: super stoked with it. Um, I will add, though, uh, as long as we're, we're talking about that, I did see, um, a, I did have like a not amazing experience with that one time when I saw Wilco. Uh-huh. Uh, because they and I, I mean, I I I like Wilco a lot. Yeah. I'm not like some huge super fan like a lot of people are. I think they're amazing and and the stuff that I like, I really love. But I'll say the one time I saw them, they decided to um, premiere their brand new album and play it start to finish, and it was like that's cool. But oh. like I'm not as big enough a Wilco fan to like actually care to have seen the, this new album that I'd never heard any of the songs. See, from yeah, before. that's different. Yeah, yeah. You I know? agree? I agree. Uh, it was they. I was there when they made that record called Star Wars. They, um, yeah. they played that top to bottom, and and that was it. Was like cool to have seen that. I guess. Did but they I, do I any of the other singles at all, or any of that after. after? Okay, yeah, yeah, which tends to be what those bands will right. do. They'll, They'll play like the whole record, yeah. and then yeah, play play the rest after. But anyways, Schlack, 1000 Hertz. Fuck yeah, man. Check it out. I'm i You know, for a long time they weren't on spotify and that sort of thing i'm pretty positive it's all out there digitally now so you can access it and listen to it and You're it right. sounds every bit as aggressive and viable 20 years later as it did i'm sure when it came out so check it out man. shellac yeah baby
1: that's awesome you, so- you sold me on that shit man i'm i Boom. i can honestly say i've never heard it i'm not going to be a hipster and be like oh yeah dude that's my favorite record i i gotta go check it out man that's that's awesome yeah, and if you get a chance to see them live, they are my favorite live band. So have you uh, seen those, them? You've I, seen them before, you said, right? Oh
0: yeah, a bunch of times awesome, for dude. sure. Fuck yeah. uh, I remember, in fact, the first time I saw them, I was a young young lad of about twenty one, uh, and they, uh, Jay Robbins, who's a famous producer and has been in a bunch of bands like Jawbreaker and stuff, uh, they did a benefit show for him and his family at sub t like 15 years ago and uh, an old friend of mine got me in and that was my first real experience with them and it fucking changed me and i they're just my favorite live band forever now awesome dude (sighs) shellac Whew, shellac, baby. I mean, All right, yeah. let's get into let's get in the old future gear here. There's a lot it. to a lot to cover, and I think we could I don't, at this point. Unfortunately, I feel like we can add another segment because it's like who the fuck uh, got canceled this week? Oh, I know. And unfortunately, there is another one to add to the list. I don't know if you heard about this, but yeah. um one of Fender's custom shop master builders uh, was fired.
1: Yeah. This week. I
0: i mean, I know the name. Uh... Yeah, John Cruz. Who you know? I mean, I've played a bunch of his guitars. We you know when I was at yeah. CME, we had a bunch of that stuff in there, and they're fucking awesome guitars like any Fender master built, of course they're each of the master builders kind of has their own thing. And I right. think he was very well known for his relicking and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but he made some pretty shitty posts on the internet. And uh, I think, I don't even know. I think it was on a forum actually. Yeah. I didn't, people, I didn't see course, the actual,
1: I, I read the backlash, but I didn't see the actual post and we don't have to get so, into uh, it. But
0: I mean. yeah, I did. It was, it um, was, it was a, it was a, sh- it, was a sh- it was a meme that I, I like, don't even understand why someone would have made it. It was basically like a picture of a car, with a bunch of blood and shit on it and uh. and senior, and it was like the joke was basically like or joke I don't even know what you call it but the joke is basically like you know um this is what you know this is what my car looked like after driving through the protest going on right now okay. and it's just like yeah it was real bad so fender yeah. took immediate action fired him i don't know if he's made any sort of follow up statement or anything yeah. like that um, but you know, it's just like, come on, fucking people, stop! Like, just stop. Stop Cut yeah, it we, out. We like, can
1: just like, yeah, put the fire out, please, already. God, it's just just like uh, love,
0: love each other and, and stop, uh, stop being fucking assholes and ruining it for everybody.
1: You know, it's if we can like learn anything from all this crap, is just like, yeah, just like we got to stop, man. Like this is just, I mean, perpetuating this ridiculousness, especially when it's like. You know, obviously, it's if like I said, you know, I think we were talking earlier this week and I'm like, if you're a business owner or you have a name that's like out there, why are you like it's one thing if you think this stuff and you can go along with your life. And I'm not saying it's right, but I'm saying like once you put something out there like that on the Internet, like it's never going to go away. Like, were you drunk? Like, what did you do? Like, why would you do that? You know, I just don't Yeah, You had to like find the meme, log in your account
0: in whatever forum it was like you know it t- t- you had to take a-, a bunch of actions where at a certain point you could have thought like oh yeah this probably isn't a good thing to do yeah you and know? even
1: if you delete it somebody's going to screen cap that and it's going to be and out that's there, exactly right? what happened yeah, yeah. I th- I'm, I'm, from what i've read
0: it does seem like it was deleted but someone realized it was like oh my god this is fucked up and took a screenshot so wow. you know um another cancellation this week fuck yeah. that guy but yeah, uh that, hopefully uh, you can still buy other pretty sweet expensive master build instruments from other builders like our friend carlos lopez who's a friend of the show and one of the other master builders at Fedor, oh yeah. and i no, he's not a fucking asshole, so no, absolutely. Uh, that said, we can we can sort of take it uh to the other side of the coin, and there are, there are some cool things going on and really positive things going on related to Black Lives Matter movement and all that kind of stuff happening right now. Yeah, uh, a couple that I want to mention. Uh, one, there's this thing called the Ally Coalition, um, started by Jack Antonoff from Fun, and he's bleachers and all this other oh, shit i'm Fall not re- that
1: band was sweet dude remember see those i'm
0: i don't really i do i don't really give a was shit was he the about singer that, that music at all yeah. no he was the guitar player the oh, other okay. dude, the singer is from that band the format oh right right okay. i can't remember his name Um, But he's Jack Antonoff. He's done a bunch of stuff. I think he dated like Lena Dunham. He's he's he can he uh collaborates on a lot of pop music and stuff now, anyways. He started this coalition years ago, um, I think with his wife. And right now, they're doing they've got a bunch of Les Pauls and other guitars signed by people like Jason Isbell, Casey Musgraves, a bunch of cool people that are up for auction right now. Uh, it's on they've got a reverb shop, so you can just search for the Ally Coalition and all the proceeds. It's not and it's not like one of those things where it's like, oh, just the profits are going all the proceeds from this are going to serve black and brown lgbtq youths so if you are the sort of person that has enough money to buy these sorts of things and you're interested in in that sort of thing and i will add really since i just mentioned casey musgraves she's like my number one crush in the world right now i think she's fucking amazing (laughs) and have really gotten into her music and her message and the things that she does and turns out she just released a song with the flaming lips a few weeks ago which i totally did not know about uh check it out ally coalition their shop on reverb they've got some cool signed guitars and they're like and it's not just like you know a a, a Squire starter pack from the 90s or something they are like actual Les Paul traditionals and shit signed by cool players that you know if you can afford that go support that beautiful someone will I love it <laughs> yeah man there's another one too actually um, so it's, it's a little bit more wide ranging but Reverb and, and actually we'll um, I'll ask if you if you don't mind posting this on the Facebook uh, maybe Tuesday this yeah. week um, there's something uh, going on on Reverb right now where basically a whole bunch of brands are and I can't even begin to list them all off right now are doing raffles and giveaways and special um, sales right now to support the movement going on for equality in this country and in the world and um, so uh, yeah it's I, I could tell you the, the, the like this full URL right now yeah. it's, there's a bunch of shit going on with it. it's not even worth it we'll put it on the we'll Facebook put it up, check yeah. it out um, yeah like if you're looking for new pedals or anything like that right now try to check through this list first because then the proceeds will go right. to, to support um, and help the
1: good movements that are happening in this awesome. country
0: right now I love it, man. and we will post that post that old link it's uh, the old reverb a lot of, a lot of reverb Love going on right now.
1: Yeah, Reverb's doing a lot of shit right now, man.
0: Man, speaking of there's a lot of there's a lot of cool gear for sale right now. Uh we were talking about this one earlier. Uh everybody's favorite bass player, D.D. Ramone, <laughs> from the yeah, Ramones, dude. is his 1975, his P bass, just like my P bass that I got from you yep. baby. That's right. Uh it is currently up for auction.
1: Yeah, arguably uh, one of the is, greatest uh greatest years for uh Fender was seventy five. A lot of people will argue that because they start well, get their I'm shit. I'm gonna down. now I, I I I couldn't
0: possibly tell you because i've only played that one bass uh from that era but i i fucking love it yeah it's uh currently at a, I, I looked before we, we went to air here it was at about eight grand but they're wow. estimating it going up to about 40 whoa so um yeah it's i think it's i can't remember oh it's like rr, RR something like our R auction I yeah, think. yeah yeah i've heard I of think that's what it was okay but it turns out it's not just so i actually went and just like typed ramones into the search box on that website and there's a bunch of his shit it's not just his base there's okay. like i think that's like the main piece of gear but there's like you know his fucking sweet leather biker jacket oh and, nice and different posters and no stuff way. so there's a lot of ramones gear there's a lot of other gear from other people up for auction right
1: now too but it man that is a how fucking cool looking is that base? yeah so for people who can't see it it's uh it's a white base i guess it's like original olympic white uh it's yeah. completely yellowed out i mean it's like yeah a lot of cigarette smoke <laughs> it's basically a yellow a yellow base um but it's got this bright red pick guard, which i think is some kind of aftermarket because i don't think fender ever made red pick guards. but um it's got uh i was reading about it it has caulk around the pick guard, and that was to <laughs> yeah. keep to keep sweat from going into the electronics which I mean, from a logistical standpoint, that makes perfect sense, man. Uh, yeah, it does. I know. mean, until you've got to, like, try to replace something. I until guess, you have to you remove know. it, yeah. Um, but It's you like know. your bathtub. Uh, <laughs> it's, that's not shit's not going anywhere. Dude, so you reminded me of this, this article I read a long time ago about how Jason Newstead um, had all of his... He used to play... Um, oh, what are they called? They're a factory out of uh, New York. God damn it. I oh, will have to fix it next week for the corrections. I can't remember. It wasn't modulus, was it? No, it's close. It's it was um ah, it's gonna bug the shit out of me now. Um I'll throw it in throw on the symphony. Yeah, next I'll throw week. it in the symphony for next week. And, and I'm gonna kick myself because as soon as we're done with this call, I'm probably gonna be like, oh, of that's course. what it was. But yeah. uh, anyways, he used to have he had three like main bases, and he had them completely I don't even know how you'd describe it, some kind of overcoat that would Protect all of the electronics and they were able to submerge his base into a bathtub of water. And and it and it was he he took it out and it still played, you know, obviously not plugged in. But um it it still worked, you know, after they took it out of completely submerging it. So dude. uh for people who don't know, Jason Newstead was a sweaty, sweaty man, you know, and I'm uh, sure he still is. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he still is, maybe even more so. But um I did not know that, and you reminded me of that when I saw this, how yeah, he had man. this thing cocked. It makes sense. I mean, dude, if you're touring you know, 200 days a year, and you're you're up there just playing like you know thrash and hard punk. That's you know you're gonna want you're gonna sweat and you're gonna want that thing to be reliable. So I can't. Oh, and that's them. the number one. That's the number one
0: thing to go. Once sweat gets in into the the pickup electronics and then yeah. particularly the pots, like that shit. I mean, they're not <laughs> they're not designed for that. You right, know, right, uh, So they will corrode and, and wear that shit away. So that's that's awesome. But yeah, that's very uh, cool. Y- you know that you just saying that reminded me of. I believe our episode image for episode two mm-hmm. of the podcast. Back when it was yeah. even... It, was, it had
1: a different name, and you took a, and you took a sweet pic of your base <laughs> in a bathtub. Yeah, it just looked like a good background at the time. And now that I... It like, did. I think I looked at that picture recently, and I was like, that's kind of a gross picture, because I didn't clean it. So it still had <laughs> like that, uh, you know, like the rust. <laughs> it was not like the dirtiest bathtub, but it's like, you know, you get that orangey kind of rust around the tile and stuff. And I was like... Oh, yeah. It looks cool, but I'm also like kind of embarrassed about that.
0: Oh, <laughs> but hey, it looks great. Well, let me ask on. you,
1: though. I mean, would you be willing
0: yeah to recreate maybe with maybe with the jazz bass maybe both bases yeah would you be willing to recreate that pick for this episode yeah here, for episode sixty.
1: i was thinking you know we're gonna need some artwork since we don't have a guest this week and uh maybe that's maybe that's what we'll do maybe we'll do that
0: bathtub it up and, i love uh, it man. it'll be a little we'll little, little throw back to the, to the beginning of our, our good old days over it. a year ago now
1: yeah i know i was gonna say that was probably just about a year ago that uh yeah dude that we did that one. So, yeah. Dude, but that's let's keep cool, talking man. about bases a little bit. Okay. Because uh, there was it? another one we were talking about. Uh, that is day.
0: the uh, from a company called Donor Bases here in Chicago, Illinois. Mm. Uh,
1: he built a fucking <laughs> DeLorean time machine base, dude. Hey, man. I mean, I love this thing, dude. It's. Um What can what can you say? I mean You can
0: say that it took him
1: three years and three hundred hours of labor. It you would think a a regular it would take that long to build a real time machine,
0: I would think. Three years. Dude, by the way, quick aside, you've gotta watch the show Dark. It is my favorite show maybe ever. What? It's on Netflix. Uh, the the third season is coming out June 27th. I have to tell you, there are a couple things about it that are that make it challenging. Okay. One, it is the most complicated shit I've ever seen in my <laughs> life for sure. And it's in German, but okay. that said, it is fucking awesome. Really, dude. like this. I don't. Even, I'm, I'm I'm probably just gonna leave this in. I normally would edit this sort of thing out. Like I'm mm-hmm. just gonna leave it in. Everybody should fucking watch Dark. It is. Like the most reductive way to, to describe it, I, I think would be if you like if it's for fans of of people that like Twin Peaks or Stranger Things. Um I, I think both of those are gross generalizations that are don't really capture what it's all about. I just I just finished my rewatch because, like I said, season three is coming yeah. out and I only watched it once. And again, it is just the most complicated thing I've ever seen, but it's so good. It you, it's not complicated to the point where like. For me, at least, where it's just like I don't give a shit. I don't want to know. Like
1: it's it's complicated. it it sci-fi? Like what's going on?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, it is, but, uh, I, you know, I, it's there, there <laughs> are, there are elements. It is all really all about time. It okay. takes place in in this small town in Germany uh, called Vinden, and uh, about these these families that live there. In I really don't want to give anything away, mm-hmm. so if you're gonna watch it, just watch it. But man, yeah. I actually, you know what? I I first watched it when I was uh, in Sweden visiting Brad. Him and Emma were into it, and um, they're like, "You got you got to ch- check this out." And we just watched the whole first season together, wow. like in his fucking apartment. I I have to say uh, it
1: It has not popped up on my like suggested feed which damn you Netflix uh, why do the same dumb shows pop up on my suggested feed yes. why, why don't I hear about things like this you know everybody should watch it so that the world can get more shows like this because
0: it's so fucking good it's not like you're not going to recognize anybody in it because it's in German and they're yeah, all German actors sure. so whatever but it is I'm cool so good it's got everything that I like in the old the old TV uh type of type of fiction but it's it, I, I've never seen time and I don't even want to say time travel, but I've never seen time handled in the way that this story handles it. It's, okay, It's And it creates these paradoxes that will fucking blow your mind. So regardless, I don't even remember why I was talking about it. Oh, yeah. Time oh, machine. We oh, right. we were talking about the time machine base. We are talking about the time machine <laughs> base. Uh, you know, look, Back to the Future is great. I love the first two movies. The third one, yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Yeah. But like once fun. you start to actually learn about how time travel would work, you realize like, oh, that like it. It, it, the time back to the future ain't it
1: like that it just couldn't possibly work well that, that way. that's like the big joke right like people are always like is it back to the future rules or is it terminator rules you know right like exactly you and know. it
0: turns out they're both bullshit yeah lot once you actually think about we've it never
1: uh, figured that is it donnie darko rules that's the big question oh you know
0: honestly i haven't watched that since i like thought movies like that were better than they are so yeah. i couldn't tell you yeah i'm not yeah. sure it's been a long time since i've seen that that weird bunny movie
1: i i, I can say that uh patrick swayze's in it so that's always, oh, the Sways. That's like right. He was the creepy porn dungeon guy, right? He yeah, was like the, the teacher porn dungeon. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I don't remember. I guess I have to see it myself again because it's been I'm like senior sure. in high school or something. But, um, but anyways, cool. yeah. This time travel. So this, this base, uh, <laughs> base. Well, it, so it turns out it's basically composed of like warmth parts,
0: which is yeah. Fine. It's kind of a parts base. Uh, uh, but then I mean, it's got like it's got the flux capacitor built in. It's got the like the the date readout LEDs built in. It right. looks pretty cool. It kind of looks.
1: What would you say? Like
0: maybe like a Thunderbird. Or
1: something yeah yeah it's kind of like it's got like a p-based configuration um boy the headstock is not doing it for me it's just got one of those like two by two tuner it just looks like an ibanez you know neck headstock thing which dude, I, just, I feel I'd like really dislike it that. already
0: it already sold but
1: i feel like we saw this at nam like what no wasn't, so, it, wasn't it there dude there was a there was a um it was a guitar though but there was actually a back to the future mm. guitar it had a flex capacitor and i wonder if this is like maybe the same guys or something it's got to be because in the article that i read it said that
0: like, you know, he's had it at shows, and I would imagine yeah. the Nam show. It and like, definitely got a lot of looks, the, the, man. yeah. The, uh, the example Billy Sheehan has played it, which is funny, because I was actually watching a Mr. Big video yesterday. Thanks yeah. to Jimmy. Shout out, Jimmy. Because um, there was some song about, like, Green something or other. He's like, this was my favorite song in second grade. And I was like, I didn't even know that this is Mr. Big. But it has a super fucking ripping – Paul Gilbert. Did you
1: see the <laughs> the quote in the article where it said Billy Sheehan, who no doubt ran his fingers over the fretboard at eighty-eight miles per 88 hour. Eighty-eight <laughs> miles per hour,
0: baby. Everybody knows that's a speed you got to go to. Sheehan smokes, back man. In time. I mean,
1: I get it, dude. That's that's. Oh a great, God, yeah. he's. F- fucking insane he's a beast Pro,
0: bro one of the best base players on the planet hands for down sure.
1: hands down hands down all the way
0: well unfortunately you can't buy that base it was okay. already purchased by an unknown buyer but and i think um, it went you know, to
1: like parkinson's or something right the, it did 100 of the proceeds cool. went
0: to the uh, parkinson's foundation that's obviously awesome. michael j fox who yeah. uh, is afflicted with that uh, himself right. that's uh, cool so man. another another thing going to a good cause happy to see it man i love it dude that there's there's a lot of good stuff going on I like it. There's a lot of good stuff. Um, What else? One other actual future gear product here. um, I'm going to be honest. I don't know how I feel about this one. Let's talk about it. It It's made by a company called Mad Hatter. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Mad Hatter guitar products. And this is called the Illuminator. And uh, so I'll start by saying that, like, it's my job, right, to – to see things happening in gear and, and, and understand them and be able to communicate them clearly to yeah. our listeners and to others. Like that is literally That's why what we I do. Have
1: this podcast. Absolutely. And
0: and I watched the video that the owner made about it and and I read all the stuff about it and I and I still don't feel completely like I totally understand it. <laughs> well, what is it? That said, it is uh it is a product that you add to your uh, electronics in your guitar and it's sort of like a fancy switch. Okay. Um, instead of being a physical hard switch, like, you know, say like a Les Paul three-way switch or like a Strat five-way blade switch, it is uh, touch capacitive. So it's just like a little circle and you touch it with your finger and it's got uh, an LED ring around it. And I, and I believe when it's disengaged, it's blue. And when it's engaged, it's red, which feels backwards to me, to be honest. Yeah, me too. I always feel like red means <laughs> off, but <laughs> right. you know, whatever. Hey. Um, and, and it allows you to do things that you couldn't normally do with standard analog switching. So um, to, again, I don't feel like I totally understand how this works but I still my, don't the best know what of my understanding yeah, you, you can like minutes. you can add it in with the switch that you have already and it allows you to do things like split pickups uh change capacitor values like on your tone pot it allows you to also change potentiometer value so pot value which is interesting because really uh say you your guitar has um say it ha- say you're playing i don't know say you're playing something with humbuckers that has a 500k pot you can with this luminator touch the touch the button and then change it to a 250k pot Uh, I don't know exactly why you want to do that necessarily, Okay. and there are different the thing that was extra complicated to me about is that there are different I think either four or five different versions of the luminator depending on what your pickup con- configuration is so you know humbucker humbucker single coil humb- humbucker humbucker uh, two humbuckers HSS like there are all all these different options and that was the part that kind of lost me a little bit I didn't okay. totally understand it um, but you, it seems like you can do things like maybe engage like a mid boost circuit while also removing the tone pot you can put pickups in series you can treat it as a kill switch it is very flexible uh, and and solderless, so like you can kind of just like experiment different ways. There are two things other than the the sort of confusing nature of it that feel a little um, concerning to me. One is that it requires power, so now you also have to uh, put a nine volt battery not inside. Another one, yeah, <laughs> w- right, which w- yeah, exactly, which you know you're using this with passive pickups. Now all of a sudden you've got to add active, active circuitry in yeah, there. Right. That's not a deal breaker necessarily to me. I think that that could, could be, for be fine, a lot especially. People, it could definitely be for a lot of people, but if you've got a guitar like a Strat or a Strat style that has, you know, the full the full assemblies attached right. to the pickguard, that makes it a lot easier. Uh, assuming there's already a routing space. The problem that I I could definitely see with this, and they mentioned this sort of like deeply buried in the literature. I watched all the videos, I read all the shit, and I, yeah. again, I still don't totally understand it. One of the things they mention is that when you use it, like if you press it on certain settings, it can create a loud audible pop,
1: which like, like I don't I don't want
0: that. Well, I think that's just sort of inherent to, yeah. to the electronic design of Ugh. it, because there's certain capacitance that gets built up; it needs to get released somehow. Yeah, uh, I get that's it. a problem with a lot of. Um, actually, I don't know if you've ever run into this. A lot of, um, depending on the design, analog guitar pedals, like if if they're not like a Boss soft style switch, if it's like that hard, you know, clacky true bypass switch, that will actually happen with a lot of pedals too. And yeah. I would imagine that it's the same sort of uh issue causing both of these things yeah um, i don't know it's weird because i actually thinking about it i don't really even have a guitar that i could like easily throw something like this in but i'm also very tempted i want to see if it if it would add something to to one of my guitars that would be worth having nine volt battery and thinking about
1: that. yeah i mean thing. maybe just like or even pick up like a cheap you know $100 squire or epiphone or something and just kind of toss it in there just to just to mess around with it. See what cool. it does. Yeah, yeah, it's it's I I, I
0: should have written it down. I don't have the pricing in front of me. I think it was like maybe like it was someone in like the hundred and twenty dollar range or okay. something like that. Okay. So it's not it's not cheap, but it's definitely not like uh, prohibitively expensive. And, you know, I'm always looking for cool new ways to use yeah, the old technology with, sure. with sort of future technology. This I thought this would line up with that perfectly. I just don't know how to feel about it because, A, I've never even tried it. And B, it, it is so sort of confusingly presented that I don't even know. I think I get it, but I'm not <laughs> totally sure. You know?
1: Look, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a guitar. There's only so many things you can do with it. So I, I like that people are still trying to come up with like new ways to make something sound different or, you know, make it more interesting or maybe bring an old guitar back to life. But um, I, I'm confused as to what this truly does, I guess. I'd have to see it kind of in at
0: action. At the very least, it adds a cool LED light to the top <laughs> of your guitar, <laughs> right, you know? Exactly. And, it, and I wouldn't mind having, like, a cool touch-sensitive kill switch, but also if it's going to add this weird loud pop every time, like, I don't even know how useful that would be. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't want to slam it before I ever get to try it. I'm, yeah. I'm very curious, um, but I'm also slightly concerned about some of the things about it that, you know, who knows if it's actually – I can't give it my
1: full recommendation. Well, if you part. guys out there, uh, Mad Header Guitar, if you guys are listening um – so yeah hit us up send us we'll check one, it out and we'll check it out and do a review for you be wouldn't be the first totally time honest. yeah absolutely yeah baby cool i love future gear yeah, man uh, it's like a my couple favorite more
0: segment. yeah a couple more things uh you know we don't have any guests this week so we're just gonna yeah we're gonna, gonna keep bullshit talk about which some is, shit
1: which i have to say man it's nice to just catch up with you again you know we've had guests i think the last four weeks or something like that so it's been cool to uh finally get a chance to really you know chop it up
0: wow has it been four weeks
1: that's crazy something like that flying, three or four man. weeks yeah it feels yeah,
0: we've feels got another one for next week so it'll be It'll be back to the old thing, but I, Great. yeah, I like, I like chopping it up. I like peeling your grapes, man. <laughs> uh, so here's one, uh, this is, I read about this a few weeks ago and I kind of forgot to bring it up, but it's just, and, and I don't have anything like, uh, interesting to add to it, but I felt like I should share it with yeah. the world. Uh, uh, recently scientists at Stanford, uh, I believe it's called the Slack accelerator laboratory created a sound so loud that it instantly boils water. Uh, Whoa.
1: Yeah. So basically they they take
0: these x-ray lasers, which I've got to be honest, I don't know what that means. I don't know what an x-ray laser is, but they basically shoot fucking x-ray lasers into water with this high frequency energy and it instantly evaporates the water wow uh, so in the article i was reading it said something it was like uh, in other words yes metalheads, it is possible to rock so hard that you instantly boil water <laughs> i was gonna say which amp were they using or it's uh, right that's
1: fucking yeah awesome exactly
0: it was, uh, it was a 300 watt marshall yeah no, right. it's this it's a fucking x-ray laser and so apparently the spl equivalent because it's not like directly but the spl equivalent is 270 decibels Whoa. so that's louder than a rocket launch and the the coolest uh, description I read was that it is equal to the intensity of directing all the electrical power in an entire city
1: onto one spot. Oh my God. Yeah. How did they even contain the, this? Like, how did they even do the test? I wonder.
0: Yeah. Well, it's it, so it's in water. So, the, of course, the okay. water itself kind of insulates it. Yeah. And it's a very sort of small scale. It's not like they've got like a PA blasting this out. It's a fucking X-ray right, laser. Right, right. Again, don't know what X-ray laser means. Me either. Um, <laughs> but they said that if you were to have ever, ex- like, a, if a human were to experience sh- such a sound directly, yeah. earplugs would not matter okay. because the intensity would not only just rupture your eardrums, but also your heart and lungs. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dude, dude! If only we could get an amp to get that loud, that'd be so. Great. So okay, so you know, here it is. We've we've presented it. I've got to ask you. Like, yeah. Do you remember? Can you can you off the top of your head think of like what was the loudest show you've ever been to?
1: Okay, so um, just the first thing that came to my mind was um, we played a show. You know who Dim, uh, Jim Deer Goddess is, the writer? Oh yeah,
0: oh yeah, we we've met.
1: Yeah. So his band, uh, we we play. Blaine Blaine got to play with them at Hideout one time. And um, they're like a three piece band and they or maybe four, you know, two guitars, uh, bass and drums. And they showed up and they had like Marshall full stacks. And I swear to God, dude, it was the loudest thing I've ever heard. And especially in hideout, which is, you know, what, 150 people, 200, you know, size room. And it was no like it was I almost felt bad for them because I don't know if they knew how loud they were, but like people couldn't stand in there to watch them. Like it was that loud like everybody Who the fuck brings a full stack to the hideout get out of here dude with that nonsense. i know it was and i'm like i'm not trying to talk shit jim deer goddess has been a huge you know influence of mine as far as like business marketing and music oh marketing. He's, an, and I, he's an awesome I've, writer i've and been to his seminars opinions. i've read his articles i yeah, love dude. him we got to play a, you know they actually i think they asked us or we got on the bill somehow to play with them what are they vortis is that their yeah brand? it was vortis yeah exactly um thank you i couldn't remember the name but um dude it was the loudest fucking show i've ever i mean it was and it's funny because you would think it was like oh we saw like mars volta or something no it was fucking vortis was the loudest band i've ever heard in my entire life i mean it was like i imagine it was something like i've never seen motorhead but something along the like the level of like how loud you know that band could be so just pure plain paint blistering yeah like no you couldn't stand in there and you know I didn't have earplugs at the time either, so oh, but God. like you physically couldn't stand in the room. Everybody went out to like the bar or like the front, yeah. the front outside. porch. Here. Yeah, outside, yeah. and you could still Upstairs. hear the band. Yeah, it was. What about you, man? I wanted to ask you uh, the same question, actually.
0: You know, I wish I again. I wish I had done the thing where I thought about this instead of listening. That's what we're all about here. But yeah. I but I guess that's that's just like that's active listening. That's mm-hmm. being a that's being a good podcast yeah, host. Man. Uh, the first one that comes to my mind, and I don't know if this is actually allowed or not, but it was certainly. Certainly the loudest in recent memory. And I, you know, this might have been before the podcast started. So I don't know if we've ever talked about it on here. Uh, but did, have we ever talked about the time when I saw Sun in a church? Yeah, dude. Yeah, which I'm so jealous of. Didn't you say oh like they God. didn't
1: they blow the power or something crazy happened like that?
0: Oh, you know what? That that. Thank you for saying that. This did come up uh, in the episode. I don't remember which number when yeah. you know, we had Joe Darnaby on as a guest. Because That's what it he was. was doing sound at that show. That's right. Um, so for those who don't know, Sun is I guess you could call them sort of like a drone metal yeah. band. Um, but I saw them at Rockefeller Chapel here in Chicago, which is interesting. So a cool. because it's it's this giant. Beautiful, historic cathedral that um doesn't have r- concerts in it you know right. it's a fucking church i love that um, also that's where my high school graduation was so that is like my oh, first cool. time back to this building um <laughs> since having um been there for graduating yeah and, and it was to see uh three dudes in druid robes with <laughs> i believe if i remember correctly i counted 11 full stacks Oh um, you God. know, 300 watt SVT classics, yep. Sun Model Ts, oh. uh, just the loudest amps that you can get. Oh, they're high watts. And you know
1: everything's cranked. Everything fullest. was up to full ten. You got to get that overdrive um, out of there. You know, might as well.
0: It, I had. I mean, I had earplugs in. Of course, obviously, right. I don't ever not wear them at something like that. And even then, it was still kind of overwhelmingly loud to the point <laughs> that, like, you know, we we're talking. I mean, we mentioned the the lungs and and heart rupturing. Yeah. Like, right. I felt close to that. I mean, part of it was this, you know, it was completely super sold out. I sold out like instantly when they announced it. So this packed room and I, and I got there early so I could be close. Sure. And then not only all the doors closed, they have to, I mean, the neighborhood would have been
1: well, yeah, it's it's like in a uh, neighborhood, isn't it? That sure, like it's not. Just it's in like, Hyde
0: Park. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's yeah,
0: it, it is on a bit of land, so like, there, it's not like there's like a house next to it or anything right. like that. But it is still, it had to have been insane. People outside could have definitely
1: heard it like a block away for sure. But
0: then you add you add all the, I mean, just constant fog being poured in, like, just like <laughs> fog machines going constantly with all these lights. It was the most sensor overloading. That's not those aren't words, but like that is. It was the most overloaded I've ever felt by sound, yeah. for sure. Yeah, uh, it was fucking incredible and and i felt like i felt like my my like my intestines got a massage like yeah. it was just like everything was was shaking and it was do du- i mean if you know their music it's not like they're playing like chugging riffs it's just like super uh, long held out drone yeah hold down tune a yeah. <laughs> lot of, oh dude a lot of like you know barred hold notes for like 24 oh, measures man, kind that's of thing great dude uh so yeah i think if if I'm sure there
1: have been others that have been as louder louder, but that is. I would have to, to say that's... That like, yeah, I mean that's the answer I was looking for. Those dude had I mean, X-ray lasers fuck, for dude. sure. But you got you also got to see Sun, which is like they're. I mean they're legendary. I did man,
0: that's they are legend sweet. legendary, and uh, yeah, they uh, they fucking they ruled. So wow.
1: Yeah, Stanford
0: scientists boiling water with with sound. I want to know what frequency it was because it just said high frequency energy. They That's didn't what specify I if it too. was like twenty thousand kilohertz or
1: whatever, or twenty thousand hertz. I don't know whatever. Because that I'm would change sure. things, you know. If it was like a let's say a mid frequency or a base frequency, I mean that you know I feel like you could do some damage. You've ever heard. um that Mariah Carey could like break a wine glass because she could sing so high. Did you ever hear about yeah, that? Yeah, I'm pretty
0: sure that that is um, is that some sort of myth. Mariah Carey is definitely known for having one of the widest ranges yeah. of any singer. Yeah, I, I, it, I've seen, I've seen, I don't know if it was MythBusters or whatever, but I've seen oh, videos yeah. done where people have have like figured out how to do that, and in it, and it's more about. Um, the specific the piece of glass right? and, oh, and, yeah. and then like hitting a specific frequency, like hitting right. that resonant frequency for that piece of glass. So and, and and I think generally it is a high pitch, but it's like, uh, yeah, I, th- again, I'm speaking on like 10 year old memories of a Mythbusters. episode. Yeah, right. It is possible <laughs> to do it, but I don't think it's as like cut and dry you Fair know, enough. As, as we all. I figured uh, like, it was I uh,
1: figured it was relevant. Topic, one of those so, oh totally yeah, yeah.
0: mariah baby well, yeah, anytime to talk about no she does have a great mariah.
1: range man that she had something like they call it like a four octave range or something it's just it's fucking crazy insane bro do, 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 do. there you go see that's got me that's my that's my one octave range right there <laughs> like my like my like seven note range did you ever see that video of the dude um and he's like he's trying to give like uh, music yes, lessons over the I internet, know exactly and what he goes, you're talking uh, about he keeps, uh, he keeps hitting uh, the piano and it's uh, the same note. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's one of my favorite videos shout out to matt oh witt uh sent me that over 15 years ago probably yeah. it's still one of my favorite ever, things ever on the internet oh so.
0: I, i'm gonna i'm gonna watch that after yeah we're done you here. should definitely post that later this week dude speaking of being done here i got one more thing yeah uh, man. i don't know if you've seen this so uh a musician uh i don't i i didn't look any deeper into it than that and i know he's a youtuber uh you know there's all these things going on right now with ai and bots and like I saw one with Metallica where they like dumped, you know, they made an AI bot listen to a thousand hours of Metallica and write, write their own song. Oh wow. Somebody did this with, uh, and this is, they've been doing this a lot, but, uh, someone did this with ACDC where they took all of the, um, I don't remember how many hours, but it was like they dumped all of the ACDC dc songs into this AI bot, and then mm-hmm. made them create uh, lyrics for an ACDC dc song. Oh my god! And the song that the song that the AI bot spit out was called "Great Balls." <laughs> oh no way! No way! I haven't heard about this, yeah. man. What?
1: This yeah, is crazy. It's,
0: it's so the 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 bot itself didn't actually create the music it just wrote these lyrics right. and then the guy who had him do it then went and kind of like, recorded a faux acdc song and then like had somebody sing the lyrics in a vaguely uh, kind of brian johnson manner oh i um, see okay it's yeah. pretty funny dude. dude it's i i recommend checking it out it's like it's you know of course it's not like a great song or anything no, but it's, it's hilarious it, it is passable for like a a knockoff acdc song and my favorite part was that at like Going into the going into the uh, you know Malcolm or not Malcolm Angus Young solo yeah uh they the he decided that the lyrics needed to be bollocks knackers like that's it it wasn't like there was no like school of, like train of thought or anything it was right. just the word bollocks and knackers and no then way. guitar solo I like i listened to it this morning i started to fucking crack it off dude it's really dude. funny
1: i love that man so did it come up with like uh, guitar riffs and everything like that or is it like, no did, okay no this one was just
0: lyrics i i have there are others that i have seen where they have sort of like written a whole song because i fact, feel like you the, could the definitely one was
1: like that yeah you could definitely do like an acdc like if you just pumped in like guitar tracks i mean and they're so similar and all in the same key that it would just be like you could easily recreate another new acdc song i feel like not to take yeah. anything away from angus young or anything
0: like that. oh no i mean I, I, it's funny you say that too because recently i've been kind of sort of doing this thing where i or i look at songs and, and kind of i've been trying to figure out why songs that sound so simple are actually so catchy or so interesting yeah. and one of the things that i've learned about acdc is their use of uh resting so like okay and this is totally not related to the anything space we we're talking between about the but notes kind the space where you choose to accent certain things in sure. the space in the space between notes um, that to me from what i can like find the in most my small thing. brain seems to be yeah one of the sort of like defining hallmarks of hmm. what ACDC did is those riffs where they had rests that's in between really that's, not, that's and that comes from a lot of jazz actually. That's like yep. a very popular thing and jazz music is where yep. you put your rests in your in your notes on yeah. uh, your licks.
1: Wow. So um, Yeah, man. That's uh well, that's well, really a interesting. fact. I love that dude. Well I gotta I gotta listen to that. Great balls.
0: <laughs> Great balls, baby. And this is perfect timing because actually my um, the uh, owner of the building has been doing this like really, uh, I don't know, they're just like breaking shit up outside and they yeah. just have started again and it's super loud. So awesome. well, that well, seems hey. like as good a time as any to, for us to end the, the old podcast well,
1: here. Well, lo- I love it, man. I love the good uh, duo cast. We got to catch up a little bit. Um, we did. And I guess we'll catch everybody next week with uh, with the new guests.
0: So that's We'll cool. catch them next week. A uh, little little fun surprise for you coming up. I think everyone's going to like it um you know
1: stay safe yeah uh stay healthy make your voice heard and uh i love you buddy i love you too man uh, i can't wait to really see you in person one day soon i hope
0: yeah we're 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 getting there we i are. don't know i don't know if we're there yet but we're getting pretty close we're
1: getting close and we'll be the first to uh first to make it happen when it happens hey so. and i
0: will say you know if we can do a little illinois uh, humble brag here yeah. uh, we were just on the list of like the states that are actually seeing the biggest decline in the old COVID. Okay. so uh it's Dude. working
1: shout out to illinois man shout out shout to chicago out to illinois and uh shout out to our listeners who uh tuned in appreciate you guys shout out to you buddy all right man love you too talk to you later